Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Samantha Marcus, and today we'll be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Despicable Me 3, Wonder Woman, Cars 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Right now, we're talking with Sahiba, who is 15 and is from California. Welcome to the show. So I want to start off by asking, I've been paying attention to a lot of the, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes and a lot of what critics are saying. And as a critic yourself, some have said that this is the best film since the 2004 Spider-Man 2 release. Do you think this is true? Do you disagree? Like, how would you rate this film in comparison to other films? We agree with that. I think the first Spider-Mans were the best, and I don't think any movie can beat them. But I do think they're very close to the original Spider-Mans. Really? So speaking of that, what would you say compar- in comparison to the other movies? The I know that um, the director is very known for the musical score. So like, what's your favorite... I guess, scene, a song, like, did you like the musical score? Like, what really made this film like the other movies or better than the other movies? I think, actually, it was the humor that got me because Spider-Man is played by a younger actor and he's a 15-year-old teenager, which a lot of kids and teenagers like myself can relate to. And I think that was different from the original Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man because in those Spider-Man movies, the actors were a lot older and their actions and the way they portrayed themselves weren't as 15-year-old teenagers. But in the newest Spider-Man, he's a lot more relatable and in when he's put in different situations, he acts as a teenager would act in those situations. I think that's so great. I know what you're talking about. A lot of films, when they put kids in relation to the actors, I think that that's, that's really great. So speaking about the film, I know that there is probably a villain of some sort. Tell us about the villain in the movie. Are there a lot of them? Is there just one? Was he scary? Like, did you like him? You know, any of those things. Yeah, I love the bad guy. I think he is one of the best Marvel bad guys that I've seen in a very long time. His name is the Vulture in the movie, and he's the main bad guy. He has a crew under him, but they're not as terrifying as him. Um, Even without his Vulture suit, there was one scene where... uh, Vulture doesn't have his suit on and he's talking to Spider-Man and he talks so calmly but he sends like chills down my spine (laughs) so it was exciting to see a different and very um terrifying bad guy wow so you said you had chills like what other kinds of emotions did you have during the film was it like did you cry did you laugh like what did this film have that really appealed to you Um, Well, it was really interesting because 
Spider-Man is such a carefree personality. And then you have this bad guy who is just <laughs> so scary. So in one scene, you're laughing so hard with Spider-Man while he's um, just getting to the bad guy. And then Vulture shows up and you are just terrifying and like clenching your jaws so tight. So it was a roller coaster ride for me watching this movie. Wow, that that's really great. So I am so intrigued by what you're saying. And in fact, I haven't seen any of the Spider-Man films, which I don't know, I probably shouldn't have said that because I don't know if you're a really good, really huge Spider-Man person. But um, what would you say to me, for example, like I haven't seen this film and I'm actually interested in going to watch it. So what would you say to me like in a sentence or a few words about you know, why I should see this film? Um, I think you should just watch this film for Peter Parker because he is such a relatable character and I feel like he could be in my high school. Wow. Well, I think that that's fabulous. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice of America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, Wonder Woman, Despicable Me 3, and Cars 3. And right now I'm talking with Sahiba about Spider-Man Homecoming. So we were just talking about, Sahiba was just telling me how I've never seen this film, and she just told me that I should see it because of Peter Parker, and I think that that's true, and that's why I'm going to see it, so thank you. (laughs) Now, I know we don't really like to talk about endings in films, and... A lot of people don't want the ending to give it away, so don't give the ending away. But knowing how the film ends and in relation to the other movies, would you change the ending of the film? Is there anything you thought that the film was lacking? Like, what was your opinion on the ending? Yeah, I thought the ending really wrapped up the movie, um, especially with the message starting from the beginning when Iron Man is not trusting him because he's a kid. And then he he tries to make decisions as an adult but it doesn't really work out and then you get to the end and he starts to mature you see like halfway through the film when he is in a dilemma and right at the end you see an evolved Peter Parker and I really like that about the ending yeah I love the ending and I don't think I would change it that's honestly really great to hear that's something that I would enjoy hearing and why I want to see it so Speaking, I know this kind of is what I kind of asked you, but in regards to the ending, is there, you know how like in Star Wars, after the film, you saw that there was a, like an after credit scene where it'd be showing the the sequel to the next movie. Is there something at the end and did that like intrigue you? Um, do you really think that there should be another Spider-Man film? Because I know in 2019, they said that they're going to make another movie. So what do you think? Okay, well, definitely you have to stay for the end credits. I don't want to give anything away, but they are hilarious. They For the next Spider-Man film, there's no loose ends in this film. But I would be very excited to see where Spider-Man Homecoming would take the next sequel to. That's honestly really great. So what would you say... Um, I know Spider-Man, like, I'm 17, and I haven't seen this film, and I know, um, as a film critic, films can appeal to anybody, but what would you say would be the age range or the star rating, you know, in this film? I would think that all kids would like it, but especially ages 11 through 18, 
And I give this film uh, four and a half out of five stars. And it was definitely one of my favorites watching this year. I think that I really appreciate that. I really, that makes me want to see this film even more. So what would you say is the, you know, every film has some kind of theme or some kind of message. You know, why, why should kids want to see this film? Like what, what message is it? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it, you know, what would you think is the main purpose of the Spider-Man movie? Um, I think that the message is definitely when everybody stops believing it. In you, if you follow your heart and you know what you're doing is right, then you can achieve great things. Wow, I think that that's honestly really great. And what would you say, um, I don't remember if you said this earlier, but out of the Spider-Man movies so far, like, how would you rate them? Like, which one would be the best one? Which one would be the worst one? You know, what would you say? I do think the originals are slightly better but this would come a very, very close second for me. What What's better about the original specifically? I think just the original Peter Parker. He was my childhood. And I know I might be a little biased, but he also, he was, just his acting and everything was great. So even with Spider-Man Homecoming, everything was great about it. But there were a couple cliche moments that I feel were stolen from the originals. So I think I have to give credit to the originals. Oh my gosh, cliche <laughs> moments. Oh no, okay. Um, like what, is there any cliche moments you can say without giving them away? Well, I know it is shown in the trailer, the fairy scene, where Spider-Man has to hold both sides of the fairy together. I feel in the original Spider-Man film, there was one scene, I think it was the second Spider-Man film against Dr. Octavius, where there's a train coming and he has to hold the train together or stop it from coming. So I felt those were very similar, <laughs> so like similar cliches like that. Wow. Shame. <laughs> well, I, I think I really appreciate your feedback on this film. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We were just talking to Sahiba about Spider-Man Homecoming. Today's show is sponsored by Millie Miss Questions Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jared Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. We are just talking about the spectacular new film, Spider-Man Homecoming, and we're also going to talk about a relatively new film, and that's going to be Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And we're going to be talking to, to Sahiba. So, Sahiba, tell us what you thought about this film. The film was great as well. I love the bad guy because he was very scary and I think he did a wonderful job of making the film very exciting. Well, that sounds fantastic. So this is one of many of the Pirates Caribbean series. It's now been quite a few. Do you think that it's time they ended the series or do you think that they still have a strong story? They still have a strong cast. They can still steam ahead. I think it's time they end it. I think they did a really good job um, towards the end of the film, sort of wrapping the whole series up. And why do you think they need to end it? Or do you think what would happen if they tried to continue it? Do you think the story is getting dry or what's wrong with it? I think, honestly, it's really sad. But um, I think Jack Sparrow is actually getting a little dry because sadly, he wasn't the highlight of the film for me. And I feel if they had another movie, Jack Sparrow, and his jokes might become a little outdated or a little dry. I know this is going to be very hard to answer, but would you say it's the writing of the actual comedy itself, or would you say it's Johnny Depp's performance? I think it's the writing of the comedy itself, because in this film, he doesn't have as many humorous lines as he did in the previous films. And I know that Johnny Depp does a wonderful job always. Um, So he did um, still have a comic comic role and did a good job in the film. But I think the humor could have definitely been better. Interesting. Well, we talked about Johnny Depp. What do you think of the rest of the acting? We have Avier Bardem playing Cezalar. We have Jeffrey Rush playing Barbosa. We have K.S. Cordelario, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, play, playing Karina Smith. So what do you think of the whole cast? I think everybody did an exceptional job. I have to say, I know I'm repeating myself, but Captain Salazar just was a great bad guy. I think from the start, when the moment he was introduced, I knew he was going to scare me and he was going to be the highlight of the film. Wow, that sounds very nice. It's always good to have a very good bad guy. Now, what did you like about him? Was it how they wrote him? Was it how Javier uh, played Salazar? Or was it just kind of the style and the uniqueness? Like, what did you like about him? I like the uniqueness of the character itself. I love the animation of his character because he's he's a ghost. Um, but the way he plays the ghost, um, his movements and everything were unique and I don't think I've ever seen a bad guy like him and I thought that was something that was very unique. I also do really like when they take some new turns with bad guys because bad guys are a very crucial part of the story but they can become dry because a lot of people don't focus on them. That's good to hear. Yeah. So how many stars and what age range do you give this film and why? Um, I would give the age range um, from... 
I think 10 through 18 because I know uh, little kids would like the film as well as older kids. Um, and there were a couple things that I know younger would not be appropriate for younger audiences. Um, but I give the film, I would say, three and a half out of five stars. And why is that? Definitely, I would give it because of the humor was a little dry. And I gave it three and a half because I really love the bad guys. I see. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Thank you. For our viewers, if you would like to check out the film, it is now in theaters near you, so definitely check it out. You're listening to Kids First Common Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and right now we were talking to, to, to Sahiba on the new Pirates of the Caribbean film, but now we're going to switch gears and continue talking to Sahiba, but this time on the new Wonder Woman film. So, Sahiba, what did you think of Wonder Woman? I loved this film. From the start, I was intrigued, and I loved how powerful Wonder Woman was. And I loved a lot of things about this movie, including the special effect. And there was a lot of humor. And definitely the acting was also very good. Now, this just seems like a fantastic and really powerful film. But generally, what's been going on for Marvel is they've been mixing quite a lot of comedy with their drama. Would you say Wonder Woman does the same or is it completely drama and action and intensity? It's definitely more drama and action than a regular Marvel movie. They're like they drop the bits and pieces, bits of jokes here and there, um, which lighten up the mood. But it was definitely less humor than a Marvel movie. I see. So, in general, DC Comics they tend to go more seriousness, so that makes sense. But Something I wanted to know about is the acting, because we have such a fantastic cast. We have Gal Gadot playing Diana, we have Chris Pine playing Steve, Trevor, we got Robin Wright playing Ant Antioch. I'm sorry if it's pronounced that. I mean, we have a all-star cast, so what did you think of the acting? Yeah, the acting was on point. Um, Wonder Woman did a great job. Chris Pine, he was hilarious. He also did a very good job in creating this character. Yeah, I think all of them were very good. I, one thing with the bad guy, I didn't realize who he was until the very end. So I was very surprised when I found out who the real bad guy was. Well, that is, that, that is very cool to hear that they did have some surprise in the story. Could you say who it was or would that spoil it? That would spoil it. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So something exclusively for all superhero films they require is special effects. So what did you think of the special effects in Wonder Woman? Yeah, the special effects were definitely eye-catching. Um, I loved how when Wonder Woman would jump great lengths, it seemed so realistic. And yeah, I think it did an exceptional job. There's the big fight in the end against Wonder Woman and Ares, the bad guy. And that one caused a lot of destruction, and it seemed very realistic. So that was a lot of fun to watch, too. And what did you think of the costume design? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's towards the beginning, beginning of the 20th century when it takes place, right? Yeah, it is. I think it's uh, World War II. So did you think the costumes kept in par with the time and the place where it was located? And what did you think of, of course, Diana or Wonder Woman's outfit herself? Like, how did she look? How was her shield? How was her sword? What did you think? Yeah, the outfits, the costumes were all 
perfect for the time. I liked the sets. They walking through the um, 1900s. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I definitely liked Wonder Woman's shield and her sword, and of course her bracelets were very cool. Yeah, so I think the costumes also did a great job of setting the mood. Well, that sounds perfect. And how many stars would you give it, and what age range? I would give it a four four out of five stars, and I would give an age range for maybe 11 through 18, because I'm sure younger audiences would like it as well. And why not five out of five stars? Well, there were, again, I know it's funny, but there are a lot of cliches in Wonder Woman, and (laughs) some points there, um, it is a little predictable, so I'll give it four out of five, but you should definitely watch it. It's a lot of fun. Well, it sounds like a fantastic film, and that is a very real issue with a lot of films these days, is the cliches and the predictability. But I'm glad overall it was a very good film. Thank you so much for talking to me about Wonder Woman. Thank you. For our viewers, if you would like to check out this film, it is now in theaters near you. So definitely check it out. I will be checking it out. It seems like a fantastic film. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. And this week's show is sponsored by Millie Miss Question Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you are listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about some awesome films such as wonder woman and next we'll continue talking about despicable me 3 with Catherine and madeline who are both from cincinnati ohio and our age is 12 thank you so much for being on the show It's great to be here. Great. So, is this movie, would you say it's one in a minion? No, but seriously, how many minions are in this film? I have seen the last one that I saw, there were so many. Do you guys like seeing the minions? Is that, is that like your favorite part or what is your favorite part? Well, seeing the minions is definitely one of my favorite parts, but now with Gru and his twin brother Drew that they just recently discovered... He just, Gru just recently discovered the existence of his twin brother, Drew. And so then they team again, they team up together 
And of course, the minions are my favorite part. But um, I think Drew is a really good addition to the movie. So what would you say, um, since you really like the minions, that I guess what made you guys like so excited to see the film, what are some other emotions when you were watching this film? It was really funny. There were a lot of funny parts in it. It was also really funny when the minions were running from the police and they end up on a show called Sing. And there are three judges at the front waiting for them to sing, but none of the minions really want to sing. But when one of the minions get pushed up to the front, he starts singing and all the other minions join in. And then the police catch him and they get taken to jail. And that was really funny. Yeah, I love the minions too. They're my favorite. So I think... Catherine, you were talking about Gru and his brother Drew. So do you like him better as a good guy or a bad guy? I think he is definitely more fun as the bad guy. And I think he's also it's also really um, nice and heartwarming when he is with his family and being good and working for the AVL against the evil. But I, he's definitely more fun as the bad guy. I, I probably would think the same thing. And Madeline, what, what about you? Do you agree? Yeah, um, I think he's more fun as the bad guy. He definitely shows Drew how to do it. Awesome. Okay. That's what that's what I wanted to hear. That makes me want to see this film even more. So this question this question goes to both of you. Have you both seen the other Despicable Me films? Yes, yeah. we love them. But I think that this one, I think that this does not this movie does not disappoint and that it was just as good as the other movies and just a great addition to the other ones. Okay, that, that is great. I really enjoy that, and I, I'm really anticipating seeing this film as well. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, Wonder Woman, Despicable Me 3, and Cars 3. And right now, I'm talking to Catherine and Madeline, who are both 12 and from Cincinnati, Ohio, about Despicable Me 3. So we were just talking about the films and how there might be a favorite. What is? What would you say the film, which film is, I guess, the most despicable? This question is for both of you to answer. Well, um, even though I love the first, I think I like the third one the best. I like the first and the second a lot, but the third is my favorite, even though the first is a close second. Did you think that the film lacked anything? I know you just said that this one was probably your favorite, but if there's anything that you had to pick, whether whether it be a scene or a song or a moment, what would be something that the film lacked? This question, I'll give this question to Catherine first, and then Madeline, you can answer. Some parts in the movie were a little bit predictable, but for the music, there is a lot of good music in the film with the new villain, Balthazar Brat being stuck in the 80s and consistently breaking out into dance, there is music from the 80s that I think adults will for sure remember, in addition to Pharrell Williams' awesome songs. So he just, it's the music and the, the music in the film is just great. Madeline, what about you? What was your, what was your favorite scene or the best part of the entire film? My favorite scene is with the minions, like I said, but I also think Balthazar Brat as the new villain, is a great addition to the movie. He starts out as a child actor in Hollywood until he's kicked off the show as a teen. He then acts like he was the character he played on TV. He uh, destroys and breaks things. Gru and Drew, once they meet, they decide to together take down Bathazar Brat and to carry on their family tradition. I love that scene. It was a great addition. Great, and... 
I know you guys both talked about how the films just keep getting better and better. So do you think that there should be a fourth Despicable Me? Do you think that there will be? Oh, yeah. There's definitely some loose ends at the end of this movie. And I definitely think that I would enjoy seeing a fourth movie if it if it proves to be as good as the last three. Is it like an ending credits kind of scene? Yeah, kind of. When Well, I'm not going to give away the end. But, right. <laughs> uh, but at the end... There's definitely some there's definitely some hints as to being another movie. So what would you say is the age or the star rating for this film? Because I'm 17 and I already sound like I'm gonna really enjoy it. So it must be must be kind of a wide range, right? Yeah, I definitely think this movie is very family family friendly and I think all ages will like it. It's a super fun summer film. Wow, I'm I'm really I'm really excited. Um, so what would you say? Uh, this question, both of you. This is for both of you. Why should to all the listeners? Why should we watch this film? Like, what's the what's the one reason why we should? Well, one of my favorite parts of the film was the laugh out loud humor, the creative plot twist, the fabulous animation. The animation was amazing, and the voice the voiceover was really really good awesome so um i know i probably i asked you this but i don't think we got to talk about it what would you say even though a lot of people enjoyed is there a specific age range and a star rating and why well um specifically i i'm gonna give this movie a five out of five shining stars because i would i definitely this is definitely a family-friendly movie and i think kids of any age could watch it specifically Younger kids would like it, too. So from three and up, I mean, this is just, I think everyone will like it. And I think little kids will find the Minions really, really funny. And everyone else just, you know, who doesn't love Minions? You are so right. I love Minions, and I know you guys do, too. So thank you both, Catherine and Madeline, so much for talking with me about this film. Thank you. Thank you. So um, like they said, it's a great film. If you want to check it out, it's in theaters right now. Let's take a really quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Millie Miss Questions Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about a lot of fantastic films this radio show, but we're going to finish it off with a wonderfully animated film, Cars 3. We're going to be talking to Samantha about this film. So, Samantha, what did you think about Cars 3? I want to be honest with you. One of my friends asked me to see this film, and in the beginning, I honestly didn't really want to go. But I, because I haven't seen, I think I saw the first Cars movie, but I haven't seen it in a while. And I didn't really want to see the film because I didn't think I would enjoy it. But let me tell you, I was wrong. As soon as I started watching that film, I didn't even know it was Pixar. And if you see a Pixar movie, Pixar does an amazing job with everything. I really love this film because I just, their films are so, they're so heartwarming. Like the, just the whole, you know, it, it's, it's about Lightning McQueen and he's getting ready for the Piston Cup and he's starting to get overshadowed by one of his opponents, Jackson Storm. And as you know, Lightning McQueen has been around for so long. So they're kind of portraying that the younger racers are taking over and, you know, just seeing, he, he just seems so devoted to racing and then seeing him actually become second instead of being first it's just you know really it's it's sad i know it's it's a cartoon but it's it really it really really made me sad you know pixar does as well with very strong and very emotional morals by the way owen wilson plays liking mcqueen and army hammer plays jackson storm but my question is how do you think it stands with other pixar films because all the cars three so far did get pretty good coverage Compared to other Pixar films in the past, it actually got very, very low ratings and very, very low money made. So not a lot of people saw. Do you think that is kind of wrong? Do you think that Cars 3 really is just as good as previous Pixar films? You know, that's a really good question. I think Cars 3, I think it is better than some of the previous Pixar films. A lot of the really good Pixar films came out a really long time ago, but the ones recently, I think you're right, they haven't been as up to the par. But Cars 3, this one, you know, I, I remember seeing the first one, um, and I definitely say that this one is the best one. I think other critics would probably say the same thing, just because, you know, it has the same storyline in a way, but they completely brought it in because they brought in a new character, Cruz, and the film is more central. I don't want to give it away, but it's more centralized on her rather than it is Lightning McQueen. And I think, you know, it was so different that they put a whole spin on it. And Lightning McQueen actually is portrayed as kind of like a hero. You know, it's even though it's because he's trying to help her um, in a way, I don't want to give too much away, but she wanted to be a racer and she looked up to him and he's actually trying to help her now with you know, she's the trainer because when Lightning McQueen ends up having some rough patches and he's not racing as well as Storm, he wants to try and, you know, get back up there and she's his trainer. And just seeing that relationship, how she looked up to him so much and seeing him help her and she helped him. It was just, I just love the fact that they incorporated the theme of friends in there. And I really enjoyed that. That does sound like a fantastic, very fantastic element. By the way, Cruz is played by Cristela Alonso. You're listening to Kids First Common Attractions of Voice America Kids Network. And right now we are talking to Samantha about the brand new film Cars 3. And we are talking about kind of the friendship between two characters in the film 
likely McQueen and Cruz Ramirez. Now, my next question is, what do you think of Cars 3 as a continuing series? Because I don't know how it ended. I did not see the film. But something tells me they're probably going to make another film, and it's going to be the fourth one. And, you know, the series is good, but it had its ups and downs. So do you think that they can or should make another Cars movie? You know, I think that I'm actually, I, I agree with you. I'm not sure there might be another one, but the way that the movie sort of ended, it kind of, I would like to see another one because I love the whole incorporation of crews and they're continuing the story because we all know that when Doc used to race, um, his career was put on, he, his career ended and now um, Lightning McQueen, they're, I'm not going to tell you if his career ends or not, but that's what they're going towards. So it's the story has been doing well with continuing, you know, each of the story with each of the cars. So I think there should be another one because I feel like there's so much more that they could they could tell about Cruz and Lightning McQueen. And there are so many other characters in there that um, could, you know, be portrayed as well. So I, I hope there's another one. You know, that would actually kind of be an interesting idea for Lightning McQueen to kind of take the place as a teacher instead of the pupil. That would kind of be an interesting element to play around with. Now, how many stars do you give this film and why? I give this film, I would say, a five out of five stars because, you know, like I said, I don't want to give too much away, but you know how when a film, they don't forget anything. You know, when you see something in the beginning of the film, they always find a way to incorporate it and they always find a way... Even grown men, they will make you cry. That's what Pixar does. They make it so that anyone watching it, it's fair game. I really enjoyed how, you know, especially at the ending, I didn't know that Cruz was going to be such a big part in the film until later in the movie. And it wasn't, it didn't get boring because it just wasn't about a bunch of cars racing. It actually had a storyline. And seeing, like, even though cars don't really have emotions, it was just I really like how they make them feel like they're people and they're actually like the cars could be my friends. Like, I know that sounds like kind of weird, but these cars just, I love how they're, they're just portrayed as people and you can actually relate to a cartoon. So. Yeah. Pixar definitely is the king of relatable characters and you know, they can make you relate to anything. They can make you relate to toys. They can relate to fish, to cars. It's amazing what they do. Now, what age range do you give it? Generally, the car series was meant for younger kids, but what I saw from the storyline, it took a much more mature, much more generational approach. So what did you think of the age range? I think you're right. Um, I would definitely say the age range would be probably from 3 to 18 since I enjoyed it. And I think adults, you know... Everyone has a heart, and I think if you just ignore the fact that it should be for younger kids and go see it, I think adults would really enjoy it, too, because there is they, they even found a way to put action in the film. Like, there's competition between the cars and everything, so it mainly is for younger kids, but as you can see, I just said go for it. I saw the film, and I really enjoyed it, so I would say 3 to 18, and adults would like it, too. Well, that sounds fantastic. And since this is an animated film, what did you think of the animation throughout the series? It's kind of progressed as time progressed. Most recently, it looks bright, it looks colorful, it looks realistic. So what did you think of the animation? 
I think they did a really good job with the animation. They definitely, I know with the previous Cars movies, as far as the track goes, like the racing track, they made it look more, they, they totally incorporated so much technology. Like when they had to train Lightning McQueen, they used treadmills, they used big TVs. You know, they used things that we use all the time. So I think that they wanted to relate more to this generation. So I think that the animation is really improving. It's not, you know, they moved away from a dirt track in the beginning. Now they kind of, it manifested into such a 3D looking thing. Like it looks as if it would belong in the future is what the tracks look like. So the animation is definitely improving. That is good to hear. And they kind of did have almost that element where they slowly progress into more and more technologically advanced with the previous two films, which is kind of cool to see the world progress in the films. Now, what would you say is your favorite scene in the film? I think my favorite scene, um, I don't think this is technically giving anything away, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, <laughs> when they're <laughs> when they're in the their um, crews and Lightning McQueen are trying to practice. They're trying to get Lightning McQueen, you know, his speed up. So they go to a place called Thunder Hollow. And it's kind of, it looks, I don't know, I guess kind of sketchy in some way. Because it just, there's this random place. They've never even been there. And then when they get there, they're accidentally put into the race. And they, they um, Cruz ends up winning the race. And it's apparently really difficult to win. So they get this trophy. And they're just, she's just so excited and seeing her being able to want to be a racer and seeing like she's like oh my gosh I actually won like I was even surprised and I thought it was really cool to see how even if you think you might not be able to do something you know you can't end up doing it so that was my favorite that is a beautiful scene and it sounds like a fantastic film thank you so much for talking to me about Cars 3 thank you for interviewing me I appreciate it of course, for our viewers, if you'd like to check out this wonderful film, it is out now. And also to our viewers, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Millie Miss Question Season 1. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.